0: I'm getting Teresa Judice vibes from this whole thing. And I'm just going to put out there I like Erica Jane of all of the housewives. She's one of the ones I find to be the most, I don't want to say relatable, <laughs> likable. I dig her vibe. I like her. I respect her. And looking at this lawsuit, I was like, oh, hell there's a lot here. And today I'm going to break down the lawsuit that has come down with regard to her husband and potentially her embezzling money from victims of a plane crash. It's a lot to talk about. So let's get into it. Hey there, this is Get Legit Law and & Shit, and I'm Emily B. Baker, badass lawyer for online business. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years, and I'm a former prosecutor. So yeah, I know some shit. And we're going to talk about the legal shit you need to know. But don't worry, this is not another boring business podcast. So let's get started. Before we jump all the way into this week's episode, I would like to send a shout out and a thank you to Adrian Obsessed on Twitter for pointing out to me that Sherelle's World on Twitter, um, not on Twitter, (laughs) on YouTube, She's a YouTuber, is the one who first really brought this lawsuit to the light and pulled the legal documents and that others have kind of taken this story and not given credit to her being one of the first to really find this particular lawsuit that's filed in federal court in Illinois and then bring it into the light. So thank you very much for that. And thank you very much uh, to Adrian Obsessed for pointing out the YouTube channel that first kind of brought this story into the light before someone took it from her and then sold it on page six, which is a whole different level of YouTube drama. But today, yes, there's YouTube videos referenced in this lawsuit, but today we're not talking YouTube drama. We're talking about Bravo Liberty drama, and that's a whole different thing. I would also like to point out that if you have not visited the Law Nerd Shop yet, What is stopping you if you want all of your law nerd merch, all of the law nerd things, all of your sassy I love cursy words mugs and facts not fuckery shirts? They are at thelawnerdshop.com. And I would be ever so obliged if you showed me what you got. If you choose to get something, just tag me on social at the Emily D. Baker everywhere. All right, let's just let's just all the way in. We're jumping all the way in. I got to be honest, reading this lawsuit made me sad and it's sad because A, yes, I do like Erica Girardi and I don't really particularly want to believe that this is what's happening, but this is the lawsuit and the allegations are out there and we're going to talk about what those allegations are. It doesn't mean it's a hundred percent true. It doesn't mean everything alleged is what it is, but there's a lot of receipts attached to this lawsuit And there are other lawsuits that accuse her husband and his law firm of similar things. And we're going to jump into those another day. But today, this is the lawsuit that's alleging that their divorce is a sham. Erica and Tom Drardy, well, Erica filed for divorce not that many months ago in Los Angeles County Superior Court. And my first impression of that was, really? Like, of all the housewives, they seem to kind of have an understanding. Her and Tom seem to have a good relationship. They seem to enjoy one another and enjoy each other's companionship. And she gets to kind of do the things she wants to do. He gets to do the things he wants to do. It seems like it works for them. And from everything, you know, from what? From everything I've seen on Raw Housewives, (laughs) they seem some of the least strained together on camera. And she seems to have a tremendous amount of love and respect for him. So I was surprised when the divorce came down and then when this came down, I was like, oh, no. Did they file for divorce because they knew this lawsuit was coming? Because the divorce was filed November 3rd, 2020. And then this lawsuit was just filed December 2nd, 2020, a month after. And they would have known that this was coming. Like, this is this is a big lawsuit. This, this was something that for at least... Eight months, it looks like the two law firms that are are mostly involved, Tom Girardi's firm and Edelson PC, an Illinois firm. Illinois, I'm gonna mess it up. I try to do my best. (laughs) There's still times it will slip out. The Illinois firm that is suing, there's discussions, there's phone calls, there's a lot that goes down between the time that stuff happens and the time that this lawsuit is filed making it plausible that the divorce is potentially to shield assets. I would hate to think that that's true and that you wouldn't just, you know, ride with your man, but also she doesn't have a prenup. And so if you're going to strategize to move assets, not the bankruptcy court, if there is a bankruptcy court or any court will, will dig that. But could a court dig into that and be like, are you trying to shuffle assets and hide assets out of a bankruptcy or to, to avoid, litigation that won't be looked kindly on by the court in any means. And sometimes can maybe attach those assets depending on the circumstances. There's a lot of what ifs on like, well, what if this and then that, and what if this and then that. But if it's found that the divorce is to hide assets, it's not going to successfully hide assets. So that that is that. The timing of it, I completely understand. She's the one who filed for the dissolution of marriage. There are going to be lots of financial documents required, proof required, and then there is this lawsuit. So the divorce itself, not a lot is going on yet. It's been filed. More will come. There will be financial statements and things like that. It is this federal lawsuit filed by Edelson PC versus Thomas Girardi, Girardi Keese, his law firm, Erica Girardi, his wife, a.k.a. Erica Jane. You know, Erica Jane, the real housewife. It's expensive to be me. I keep promising to not sing on the podcast and then opportunity presents itself. (laughs) EJ Global LLC, which is Erica Jane's company, Jordy Financial Inc., David Lira, Keith Griffin, um, Johnson, Hutchinson, and Lira LLP, Robert Finnerty, um, another law firm with a very long name, Abir Cohen. Tyra Zone, Sallow LLP, California Attorney Lending, Two Inc., and Stillwell Madison LLC, and then Doze. This, before we jump all the way into this, for those of you who are like, but Emily, what's an Erica Jane? Who is Tom Girardi? <laughs> a little history is probably going to be a little bit helpful. Erica Jane's a real housewife of Beverly Hills. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She started as Roxy Hart on Broadway she is pretty badass. I think she's badass. She has an adult son who's an LAPD officer. She has a music and performing career, kind of a club scene performing career. She describes herself as a showgirl. She came to that later in life. And I love that. I'm like, you go girl. I mean, if you want to be a showgirl in your forties, rock it. But she's also said that it takes like $40,000 a month for everything that is Erica Jane that goes into the costumings and the shows and the, the travel and the hair and the makeup. She's very well put together. Her looks for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are impeccable, but they're extensive. And there's a lot of them. She flies her glam. Like if the Real Housewives are going to Rome, the glam flies to Rome. She definitely takes her people with her. So the 40K a month doesn't sound... I mean, it's ridiculous, but also in light of like what is happening, it's like, oh, okay. I feel like she probably loses money filming Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because of what she spends to be on camera. Neither here nor there. That's who Erica Jane is. If you have not seen any of her music, I find it entertaining. But that's where it's expensive to be me. She also danced to her own music on Dancing with the Stars, which I also thought was kind of awesome. She is married to. Tom Jarrett, who is 33 years her senior, she is 49, he is 81. That comes up on Real Housewives from time to time. He is a famous kind of toxic tort litigation attorney, and was the attorney on the case in Aaron Brockovich that then became the movie, and did win a 333 million dollar lawsuit for the residents of Hinckley. He also settled the Viox, which is a, a pharmaceutical. Settlement for $4.85 billion, with a B, dollars. He has a $1.9 billion in another um, natural gas case, a $1.7 billion natural gas case, and other multi-hundred million dollar kind of toxic torts settlements, which is part of why it made me so sad. Because when you have plaintiff's attorneys who are sticking up for Those who have been injured by large corporations, those who have been injured by toxic living environments, you don't want to think that they would ever embezzle funds from the victims that they represent to fuel their own lifestyle. And that's what's being alleged in this lawsuit. And that's what makes me so sad about it. It is that when you are doing this profession of law to take it that one step farther and not pay the people who you're hired to stand up for and to not uphold that duty, that ethical obligation to your clients is, is deeply saddening to me. And I know that might make me sound naive, but I really do want to, I want to demand the best of those in my profession. And I do demand the best of those in my profession and call out when lawyers act shitty. And this is if true lawyers, acting shitty. And there are articles back to 2017 talking about numerous lawsuits with this kind of behavior and numerous lawsuits regarding victims saying, right, but where did our money go? And why didn't we get the settlement that we were promised? And so when people are harmed and they trust an attorney to stand up for them and then are harmed again by that attorney, it's, it's horrible. And I, Horrible, and I don't want that to be true for any of these victims. But that's what this lawsuit alleges. Edelson PC is the firm that worked with Girardi's firm, Girardi Keys. Girardi's firm is a California firm, so they had local counsel in Illinois working on this lawsuit. This lawsuit, the Edelson versus Girardi at all lawsuit, arises out of a plane crash. There were a series of Boeing plane crashes. That actually led to the grounding of that particular make of Boeing plane. This lawsuit arises out of one of those crashes, the Lion Air Flight 610 crash. There were no survivors of this crash. So the clients in this case are surviving family members, spouses, children of the victims of that flight. And that flight settled confidentially with Boeing. So the amount of that settlement is unknown. What is known from this lawsuit, again, all allegations, but the lawsuit filed by the local council was saying that these essentially the settlement was reached with Boeing. The settlement funds went from Boeing to the law firm Gerardy Keys, and Gerardy Keys did not pay out the clients who are the surviving uh, family members, spouses, children, et cetera. That is the heart of this. But it goes deeper than that in this complaint saying that the money was embezzled from the trust accounts, which is the account where lawyers are supposed to keep funds separate from operating funds because those are funds that go to the clients in a case. So when an attorney gets settlement money in, that money gets distributed per whatever the agreement is. So expenses are covered and go to the attorney The attorney's fees go to the attorney and the amount of the settlement funds then go to the client. And in this case, it's alleged that that did not happen and that money was siphoned off and that this is something that has happened more than once with regard to this firm that the suing firm here asked and asked and asked and asked where are the funds, when are they being distributed, how have they been distributed. And one of the things this lawsuit is seeking is for an accounting of where is the money, what was paid, what wasn't paid. One of the things in here that was very interesting was that there were attached voicemails. And through this complaint, you can listen to the voicemails of Tom Girardi saying, hey, um, it's coming. We're getting it sorted out. It's kind of a mistake. It's all going to get taken care of. The filing law firm alleged and set speculated that that was uh, to try to forestall this litigation from coming down because this litigation would be um, embarrassing amongst other things. However, here we are. This litigation has come down, and let's break down, one, what they're looking for, two, what they're alleging, and then what the causes of action are. So they're looking for a few different things here. The lawsuit is seeking an accounting of all funds received by Gerard Keyes, from Boeing, a disgorgement of the funds, meaning if these monies have been paid to other vendors, have been paid out to other people, have been paid to the partner or the only partner of Girardi Keys, Tom Girardi, that that money is taken back and put in the proper places to the clients. Three, that the transfer of the funds be appropriately reapportioned to the clients. And then that the payment of the attorney's fees get paid to Edelson PC because they have been paid in part. They have not cashed those checks because they were paid in part. They said that they didn't cash their checks because they still weren't clear if the clients had been paid. So until the clients are paid, they're like, we're not taking attorney's fees until clients are paid. And they're still trying to get to the heart of whether the clients have been paid and how much the clients have been paid and where the money went. And accounting is a good way to do that because at the end of the day, the money went somewhere. And they're trying to find where it is. They allege that Tom Girardi is the sole equity partner, and then they get into the different businesses like EJ Global, being Erica Jane's Global, um, Girardi Financial, and Girardi Financial is held by Tom Girardi, Erica Jane, and then the treasurer, Defendant Lira, who's another attorney. The additional parties are largely other attorneys who were either working with girardi Keys at the time or are involved with the disillusion of girardi Keys, which is alluded to in these allegations, which I haven't seen reported, but it's alluded to in these allegations. And then others who might be necessary parties to get that accounting done. Did money go to you or to you or to you? And they're in here too. There's also other lenders who had lent money to girardi Keys. And it's alleged that those lenders knew that the money they were getting to be paid off was from this settlement. So trying to find all the people that might have money that was supposed to go to these clients. The reason I said this gave me very um, Teresa Giudice vibes is because a lot of the allegations here are that they're doing this to maintain a lavish lifestyle. And the lavish lifestyle comes up very much. And a lot of the exhibits attached are you know, one's a music video. It's not even the best music video that they attached. I'm like, do y'all not watch Real Housewives who wrote this complaint? Because the better music video is the produced one. They attached a live performance on Watch What Happens Live. And I get that we want Andy Cohen to be, you know, <laughs> in the video, but the music video is the produced one that shows like all of the money, but whatever. They attached the expensive to be me YouTube video. So again, There is a YouTube video attached as evidence to this. The reason I was saying it gave me Teresa Judice vibes is because it's very like part of the lifestyle is what's coming up in this lawsuit. And part of that lifestyle is exposed on a show like Real Housewives. And that's what happened with Teresa Judice, And she was actually looked into because of how she held her lifestyle out on Real Housewives. So some of the interesting things that I did not see discussed in other reportings of this case were the voicemails that were attached. And the first voicemail said in part from Tom Girardi calling and leaving a voicemail for the other firm, we're doing good on this thing, Um, getting things squared away and shit. Don't be mean to me. Be nice to me. I'm doing good. And he had been ill or had been in the hospital prior to leaving this voicemail. So that's why the I'm doing good is in there. Back to the voicemail. It was because of me that we got this, by the way. I'll be in touch. Don't worry about everything. We're friends. Things are going to uh, work out good. And then the second voicemail says something to the effect of, we screwed up here a little bit. We had three different air crashes and they got a little screwed up, but I'll get everything worked out by Tuesday. I'm so sorry. This has never happened before. Anyway, everything will be smoothed over. And then we've got this lawsuit coming down. It was also interesting to me that this alleges a conversation between the attorney Griffin and the plaintiff law firm in this case saying that, oh, by the way, essentially, Girardi hadn't actually paid the clients as previously represented. So, in the months that this was going on, Edelson thought that the clients had mostly been paid. They just hadn't seen the proof of it and wanted the breakdown in an accounting. And then they come to learn, oh, by the way, so sorry, but um, it seems like the client hasn't been paid. And this attorney stated to them that he was skeptical that Girardi Keys had the financial means to satisfy the obligations to the clients that were still owed settlement funds. And then later in this, it alleges that there is a receiver now who is charged with overseeing the winding up of Girardi Keys. The winding up, that means if this is true, that the firm is wrapping down, this goes on to allege that defendant Finnerty and the law firm he's a part of represent a creditor of Girardi and Girardi Keyes, and that they, along with the other lenders and creditors, have agreed that he and his firm would act as receiver. So Finnerty would act as a receiver which means that the firm is taking over girardi Keys for the purpose of liquidating its assets, including litigating to settlement or judgment as necessary, any ongoing cases and winding up its affairs, including payment of debts owed to creditors, which would presumably include the Lion Air clients. So it looks like girardi Keys is getting taken over for purposes of dissolving by this other firm, which was very, very interesting to me. I saw the it might no longer be a going concern, but it looks like Tom Jordy is stepping away from his practice. This other named defendant and his firm are taking over any ongoing cases and dealing with essentially resolving and winding up this firm, including cases like this. I had no idea that that was kind of a part of this, but. When they say it's no longer going to be a going concern, it looks like Tom is stepping away from his practice. And I don't know if that's because of something like this or because of the ongoing health issues that are alluded to throughout this complaint. And it does say that he had been in and out of the hospital, or at least that's what the alleging plaintiffs were told as we've got to talk to Tom. He's in the hospital and he is the only equity partner of the firm. So he is the one also, while this was going on, another partner left the firm, but wasn't an equity partner. So it was on his shoulders. And it looks like that is not going to continue to be the case. Then they get into the opulent lifestyle and talk about the fact that Erica reportedly spends 40000 a month on her look. <laughs> they talk about the expensive song. They talk about the private jets. They talk about, you know, when Erica was asked why they had two private planes, she responded because one is small and one is big. And then there's a number of articles with her talking about the most expensive things she owns, the fact that she has a $250,000 Lamborghini, she bought a $5,000 toilet as a gift, that the lifestyle requires large sums of cash. And all of the articles that they have linked, I will link for you in the notes. They also talk about another case with a company called Law Finance, And they quote a sworn declaration by the CEO of that case, that sworn declaration from another case. But that sworn declaration in that case, as it's quoted in this case, says, quote, Girardi's claim that Law Finance Group included an unwanted attack in their complaint by claiming that Mr. Girardi was using Law Finance Group's money to support his lavish lifestyle But even if that were somehow relevant here, Law Finance Group's allegations are true. As explained above, Law Finance Group has obtained financial records that demonstrate that Girardi has been using Girardi Key's funds to, quote, loan over $20 million to his wife's company, EJ Global. Law Finance Group even tried previously to redact the name of the recipient of those funds from the prior filing in order to save Mr. Girardi the embarrassment. And that is linked from Law Finance Group LLC versus Girardi Case et al., a California case. So when I say I will be pulling up other cases, it's because now we need to pull up other cases because they're alleging that law firm funds were loaned to Erica Jane's company in the tune of $20 million, which is substantial in light of the fact that they're saying that those may have been embezzled funds from his clients who are either, you know, in this case, the remaining and surviving family members of victims of a plane crash, but in a lot of his case are also victims of toxic torts or surviving family members of victims of toxic torts. So... They go through a 2017 article that alleges that Gerardy case has been sued for malpractice, fraud, or breach of contract at least 22 times since 1995. Y'all, that's a lot. That's a lot of times. This lawsuit alleges that it's been multiple times since then as well that Jordy Keys has been sued by multiple financial firms that loaned them over $20 million, that there's an outstanding $16 million loan, an outstanding $5 million loan, and that as these loans were defaulting, they paint a picture that things were kind of closing in around the debts being owed as this money was coming in from the victims. Under a court order in 2019, Jordy Keys paid Law Finance Group $16 million to clear the loan. This lawsuit alleges that the source of those funds were unknown, and then there are other ongoing loans. That's why you have lenders as defendants here, the argument being if those defendants got funds that were meant for the clients, then they were taking embezzled funds as well. So it is a lot here. And the counts are unjust enrichment, meaning you have money that doesn't belong to you, that... They are asking for an accounting. That's one of the counts here. We need to know where the money went, that there's a breach of contract. Obviously, if you're supposed to pay your clients and you don't, it's a breach of contract. Tortious interference with contract, that is another type of breach of contract. And conversion, again, taking something that is supposed to belong to somebody else and converting it to your own usage. These are very Substantial allegations. I was really surprised. Surprised isn't the right word. Shook. I was shook to see that there had been twenty-two lawsuits since nineteen ninety-five against this firm. That is that is not the track record that you expect for somebody who is a you know national trial lawyer, award-winning you know toxic torts specialist like for the people. Aaron Brockovich level, like fighting for people whose kids are made sick by the water that they drink. And then to see there are at least 22 suits for malpractice, fraud, or breach of contract. And this lawsuit is alleging that some of those involve not paying out victims in cases like this and clients in cases like this, the funds that they are entitled to. And that was shocking to me this will be answered i think this will be a long litigation this will be answered in court i will bring up the answer but what i'm going to do for next week is pull up the other cases that are mentioned in this case and touch on those as well it's a lot like this this lawsuit doesn't seem to come out of the blue the reason it touches the media is because of erica jane because there's also a divorce because the lawsuit alleges that the divorce is a sham to hide money the reason it kind of touches me is because those are, those are massive wins, the billions of dollars won for clients who've been injured. And if that money's not getting to them, it's absolutely shocking. And it goes against what lawyers are supposed to be. And that is what gives the profession a bad name. And I want to see the answer in this I do not have a good feeling in my gut about it because of that history there, which is why I think to really get a solid perspective on this, it's only fair to pull up some of those other cases, to pull up the law finance group, to pull up some of those other allegations and to see what's there. Because on its face, this is a there are a lot of big allegations in this lawsuit. There's a lot of receipts. There's a lot of emails. There's a lot of phone calls. There's those voicemails saying it's going to be fine it's going to be fine and then it's not and those voicemails to me give me the idea that there was a heads up here that this was coming before that divorce was filed and if that divorce is filed to shield from a settlement or from a bankruptcy that's not good either it's not good either so we're just going to have to talk about this more you guys there's there's more here and it's not all going to fit into one episode. So we are going to have to talk about it again. Thank you for hanging with me for the first breakdown of the kind of Erica Jane, Tom Girardi divorce and lawsuit. We need to look at those other lawsuits to get a full picture. And I can't wait to do it with you. So may your Wi-Fi be strong. May your family be well. May your toilet paper be plentiful. And may the odds be ever in your favor. I will talk to you in the next one. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking around for today's episode. For episodes like this and conversations like this, come join us in the Facebook community. The Get Legit community is where we discuss the episodes, where I answer your questions, and we have an opportunity to take a deeper dive in a respectful, conversational environment. The Get Legit community is on Facebook. There's a link down below, or you can go to getlegitlive.com. I'll see you on the inside.